Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught and get ready to launch your mind into an entirely new reality. If you've always felt there had to be more to life, more to existence, then you're listening to the right podcast. Get comfortable, pour yourself a drink, sit back, and let your host, Adam R. Walton, expand your horizons. This is going to be good. This is going to be fun. This is going to be mind-bending. Time to think. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Today we're going to do something a little bit different. We've done this once before. Um, lately, I have the, the we have not uploaded. We have not uh, posted a new episode recently. It's been a couple weeks. We've just been extremely busy. Uh, people often say, you know, why haven't you posted? I said, honestly, I've had not much to talk about. Uh, and that just stems from constantly growing, constantly working, constantly being actually physically exhausted. At this moment in time, I'm 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 working so physically hard on my body um, that sometimes some other things go. But as the grand picture rolls on, it, it's all continuous. It's all a piece. It's all a part. And those in the marketing aspect or arena of this are saying, you know, well, you you lose. When you're not constantly posting, um, and I've, I I remember doing battle with that. I remember fighting with that. Uh, it's not the case anymore uh, because I don't lose when my message goes out. If I get the opportunity to speak it, uh, and even if one person hears it, then I feel I've won. I feel that is a, a job well done. So, to the one or two people that are listening to the show right now, thank you. I really appreciate that. What we're going to do today is actually jump into another podcast. I may not have been recording on this podcast, but I've been guesting on many others. Lots to talk about. This one's going to be fun for all of you that love the conspiracy ideas and the free thinking and all that sort of stuff. We're not really talking shop on anything here. We're diving into um, the coronavirus. We're diving into the coronavirus. This is a take. I thought, you know what, I'll do my own episode on this, but at the end of the day, one of my absolutely most favorite shows to guest on is The Positive Side with Jeremy Todd. If you're not following that podcast, get over there and take a listen. He is one of the best interviewers I've ever had the pleasure of working with, and he's an all-around great guy. So, without further ado, I am going to insert here the episode. You're going to jump right into it with his intro. And uh, thanks again for listening. We will be back to your regularly scheduled programming in no time. Welcome to the positive side. Sometimes life kicks your butt. Sometimes we need help getting unstuck in life. Welcome to the positive side. Welcome to the positive side of life, health, business, family, and motivation. This This is the positive side with Jeremy Todd. Welcome back to the Positive Side Podcast. Uh, the host, Jeremy Todd, glad you're tuning in. Got my longtime guest, good buddy of mine, coming in, Adam Walton, on the show today. Yes, a round of applause for everybody out there listening. I'm excited as you are, but first of all, before I get started, I just really want to thank Adam from the bottom of my heart. Uh, you know, about about two months ago, on February, well, we, we picked February 22nd as like a two-month time frame for, for no alcohol. And I kind of blew, blew past the last couple of days, and I wanted to, you know, sincerely thank you for spending time with me that, that night in uh, probably January. And we just kind of walked through it and talked about it. And uh, for, so real quick, from the bottom of my heart, uh, I appreciate you. I love you, brother. Thank you. You got it, my friend. You got it. That was a good call. Good call. I was actually thinking about that the other day. We had uh, – I'm still waiting on the audio from the podcast that we recorded that day so that I could – I was going to oh, share it uh, under mine as well, and it just never came to fruition. And, you know, honestly, it, things aren't. The things that we want to have happen aren't the things that are going to happen. So we just got to chill out. Maybe I'll get the audio from this one. Maybe I won't. If not, I live on an immortality on your podcast, so it works out well for me. Well, you're exactly right, my friend. It's a 50-50 chance that you get it. If I can figure it out, you'll get it. If I can't, <laughs> no, you won't. But uh, today is important. I called you today, or I texted you today, and I said, Adam, let's get you on the show. And um, what I love about having you on is you have no idea where I'm going to go and what I'm going to talk about. And um, the, the topic of today, and, and I figure if I can keep you for a half hour, 45 minutes today or you know whatever, but topic today is going to be fear. And, and I want to talk to you about 
the coronavirus. Now, recently, I just saw about three hours ago, San Francisco just, um, I think it was a state of emergency or something for the coronavirus. Now, me personally, you know, I, I, I'm torn from two different things. I, I look back at all the other diseases that we've had, that the, you know, the huge scare machine of the world is going to end, we're all going to die, go get bread and water and and you know, bunker down, you're never going to be, be able to leave the house ever again. But it's happened over and over and over and over again. My question to you, is it fear-mongering? Well, number one, I think that's real anyways, and, and not really specifically about this topic, but what do you think about the coronavirus? Is it real? Do we need to be afraid of it? Um, no, 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 and no. I think it's funny that you actually bring this up. And yes, I am. What did I say to you? I'm like, you're like, I've already got the topic figured out. We're going to go. And I'm like, whatever. I love being ambushed. Bring it Absolutely. on. Whatever yeah, exactly. it is, I'll talk about it. I got stuff to say. The, uh, the coronavirus is a joke. It, it's, let me just say this. Any disease that has its own patent is intentional. So what they're doing with it, are we supposed to be afraid of coronavirus? No. Are we supposed to be afraid of the manipulation behind it, yes, but not to the point where you actually are fearful or afraid. And what I mean by that is there's something bigger going on behind the picture. And it's funny that you actually brought this up as a topic. The last thing I posted in my Instagram story is a, is a picture of SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> and it's this Here. giant demon thing popping out of the ground. Everybody's seen this meme that ever sees memes. And this giant demon spooky thing is called the coronavirus. And then the, the bottom frame is a picture of SpongeBob just looking very not impressed. Uh, and the caption says, me living through the bird flu, the uh, bird flu, swine flu, measles, Ebola, Y2K, 2012, and Justin Bieber. Awesome. So with regards to the coronavirus, I mean, you, you, can't, you can't believe the fear. I mean... We're not, allowed, we're not allowed to think for ourselves, and, and there are people that are going to listen to this and go, well, what's he talking about? Look at everything I've seen on television. Well, if I told you that everything you've seen on television from the, the 6 o'clock news all the way down to WWF wrestling is all scripted, and we've all heard the, certain, the term the, the whole world's a stage, well, you and I, we're not playing with a full duck. We don't have all the information. And the powers that be do. The, the Wuhan uh, 400 virus... Before, before it was the coronavirus, it was the Wuhan 400, uh, was written about in 1981 to be released in 2020. Do you know who wrote about it? Nope. Dean Koontz. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's in one of his books. This whole thing is just, it's just in a book somewhere, and, and now it's come to life. So... I think the idea here is vaccinate. The idea here is the. I think the end play is is to push you to vaccinate. I mean, this is all ridiculous. It's all ridiculous, and vaccination in and of itself is ridiculous. But if people watch enough television and if they listen, they say all of these people need to be vaccinated. Kids are being banned from school for vaccinations that that aren't that aren't in, in vaccinated and all that sort of stuff. Like it's it's gonna be they're they're getting to a point where some of these vaccinations are mandatory. In other words, because you were born in the states, you have to have your meat suit, your vessel, your body, whatever it is, the thing that's carrying you around. It needs to be injected with whatever chemicals they see fit, because they've programmed you to do it through indoctrination. And for so long, the, the, the Jim Carrey show, what the hell was that one? The Truman Show. Truman Show, yep. Yeah, he says, you know, people will believe the reality in which they're delivered. So I don't know for sure if it's, if it's all about vaccines, but I can certainly tell you this. Every single year, it's something. Swine flu, Ebola. What was the other one? There's, there, when you... I remember I went to SARS, SARS Fest. SARS Fest was an event SARS in Toronto. Great. I remember that was great. Right. So SARS, SARS was a thing, you know. It's it's all 
every year it's something new, and we're supposed to be deathly afraid of it. Well, let me tell you what I'm afraid of. This is, uh, this is uh, I think this, this is happening in front of our eyes, is we as a society, we don't know what is real, what is fake. We have no clue. This machine that has been built over the last, let's just say, 10 years, 15 years tops. Go to 50, 50 years. Since okay, 50. the television first got it's put a, okay, into the house. The television, okay. But recently, I believe it's been supercharged with all the social media things and who's on what side with the political mess that's going on, the poisoning of the food and drug. Again, you don't know what to do, what to believe, where to go. I mean, so I ask you on behalf of the listeners, is what do we do, Adam Walton? How do we find the truth? Is there a certain place we go? Because no matter where I go, it's going to be told the other side that this is the wrong way, wrong place. Where is the truth? Where, where is that? Is there a magic place I can go to the interweb and just say, hey, I want the truth.com? That should be a good um, – it might be a website already, but where do I go to find real shit? Well, okay, so the truth is subjective. We've had this conversation. Yeah. Your precious cubs against my amazing Mets. Sure. You know? You and I are sitting down. We watch the game. You're sitting directly. We could even save money. Maybe you're sitting on my lap. We're literally occupying the same space, right? We're watching the same game, occupying the same space. But one of us is walking away sad and the other one's walking away happy. And that is the truth. So what we just watched was 100% factual and is the truth, but perception changes it. Um. You want to talk about conspiracies in, in that sense? How do we find the truth of conspiracy? Well, there's, you, know, there's, you, don't, you don't need to. You don't need to. And when you said things are supercharged, hypercharged right now, they aren't. Everything legitimately is status quo. What's happened is you yourself have become more aware. So you can say some of the stuff that, you know, even back when you and I first, first, first started talking, you would be like, that guy's a little bit batshit, you know? But now you're like, I want to know more, right? Because your journey has taken you down certain roads and you've seen certain things. And that's, that's the truth. You can talk to the listeners and you can, you can, like you said, on behalf of listeners, I ask you. Well, on behalf of listeners, I answer. Every single thing that we do is specifically for us. If you want to panic and freak out, over the swine flu or whatever virus this one is. Is this one Ebola? No, it's uh, something else. It's, it's Wuhan 400. Wu-Tang! If you want to freak out about this, then you're going to act a certain way and freak out. If you want to dismiss it, you're going to act a certain way and dismiss it. My happiness comes from understanding that every single thing that's ever been on television is manipulation. You want the Wuhan virus to go away? Turn off the news. Turn it off, ignore it, pretend it doesn't even exist, and then six months from now, there'll be, a, I don't know, another hole in the ozone layer. Or maybe the, 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 the water is rising. You know, Or maybe Greta Thunberg is, is out doing something else to the environment. You know that she's flying around? This is the funny thing that these activist people missed out on. She's flying to nations that have nothing to do, quote-unquote, with carbon footprints. She came to Canada, and Canada has a green belt so massive that we, if you want to play by their mathematical numbers, cannot possibly contribute anything other than clean air. There is an abundance of carbon uh, monoxide, dioxide, the, the, differ- the differential, we can't sure, compete. trees and the wildlife, yeah, absolutely. Yes, we, can't, we, we are massively producing the good stuff and, and, and them, not so much. So, it, you know, we have up here, I don't know if you guys have down there, we have up here what's called a carbon tax to keep our carbon footprint down or th- we have to pay money for it, right? And the funniest thing in the world is they call it a carbon tax because they can't call it a fresh air tax. And that's exactly what it is. We're getting taxed on the air that we breathe. And when you, uh, when they, they open up the can. <laughs> Damn straight. This is Spaceballs. And it's not by accident. You know, it's almost a joke now. How many of your liberties and rights can we take from you before 
you do anything. You know, I heard, I was watching your American po- politics. Bernie Sanders wants to do all these fancy things for the people. But one thing, he wants to raise the minimum wage. He wants to do this. He wants to do that. But he also wants to tax everybody 52%. Anyone making over $29,000 gets taxed 52%. And the Americans are like, this is crazy. This is insane. Right? In Canada, that's been going on for a long time. That's why we have, quote-unquote, free health care. Yay. Um, it's a joke. The idea behind taxation isn't so that they have the money. It's so that we don't have it, and we keep chasing that cheese on the end of a stick. We're a hamster spinning on a wheel. So when you look at the virus, when you look at the corona with Lyme, and when you look at everything that you see on television, you're locked into a perpetual state of mind. You're locked into an idea. You're locked into a way of life, a way of being, a fear mindset, uh, a scarcity mindset. How many times have we heard that the earth is overpopulated? (laughs) Just like off the top, right? (laughs) Every single human on earth can have legitimately, can have, and this is the math that they've done, um, what is it, a quarter acre? 25% 25% of an acre uh, in Alaska. All humans on the planet can fit into Alaska with a quarter acre. All humans on the planet. So when we talk about overpopulation, it's just another word, another fear-mongering. People are rushed in and trapped in the cities. If you don't believe me about the, the Alaska thing, that's fine too. That's a stat that you can look up. But you can also drive across your country and just look at the vast fields between metropolises. So what once happened was people were crammed into big cities. And this is where we can say, oh, we're overpopulated. We're over, we're over this. We're over that. People in this day and age don't need to be a prisoner to the corporate slave. There are six companies that run the entire world. General Electric is one of them. All of these people have jobs. And they created the workforce. They created things being built. They created slavery. And instead of straight up slavery, they also invented the myth of slavery, which is that all the black people were slaves to the whites. Because none of us were alive to see that. Some of us have, you know, we've heard stories. But even that one person that's like, oh, my uncle and I was, and I was right there. and nah, nah, nah. You weren't. You know a story that you think you know about what slavery was. Um, The whole intention of slavery was to distract us from the real slavery that's going on right now and to create a division, a single division between whites and blacks. The funny thing about that is, no matter how you look at it, the division runs, if you're looking at the television, the division runs through the sexes right now, the Me Too movement, the this, the that, the equality and all this sort of stuff. Every single person that I've ever come into contact with, if I hire a man or a woman, they all get paid the same. If I do anything, if I personally do anything, they all get paid the same. If I'm a woman and I want to make more money, I go out and I make more money. Or I complain about it. If I'm a man not making enough money, I go out and I make more money. Every single one of us is an individual listening to a story. So when you started this one with the, with the Wu-Tang virus, and it comes full circle into more and more division, more and more capitulation of this this divide and conquer thing. We go into it. When I said I dabbled through slavery and I, I glanced over that, what I was saying was if you look at, even if you look at, you know, taking slavery aside, people don't understand that financial slavery is a thing. How many people right now can either afford the roof over their head or food on the table, but they can't afford to go out and do something else. You think this is living? Do you think that, do you think that humanity exists to pay fucking bills? This is bullshit, right? But, those same people turn on the television and then they see the Kardashians and they're like, I want that. And then their desire kicks in. So this isn't a war of who's got the most money. This is a war of soul, of what you truly see and what you truly believe and what you truly desire and your intentions and your ego and everything. Um, what do you do? So if you're the average Joe out there, you work at 9 to 5, you're listening to this podcast, you're driving in your car, driving home from a job that you can't stand to a situation that you just, 
you know, let's just say you love your wife, love your kids, but, you know, hey, you're, you're in a job you, you hate, you're doing paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Ignore the fact that you think you need any of these things. It's, well, it's a statement that's bold. It's a statement that's bold, and I have to be careful when I make this statement because I have fought my way out of ridiculous poverties. And I have amassed great fortunes, and I have lost them. And the one thing that I know for sure is I'm happier now than I've ever been in my entire life. And it's got nothing to do with money, right? So if somebody is sitting in a nine-to-five job that they hate, the easiest thing to do is start liking your job. And if you don't make enough money, then start driving an Uber, if driving an Uber is not a problem, or if driving an Uber is a problem, then get a second job, or write a book, or start a podcast, or do something creative online, or figure out how to sell something online, or take night school, or blah, blah, blah. If you hate your job, two things. Start liking your job, because you're going to be there for a while. And two, start looking for a solution. Every single one of our problems exists solely for, the, for us to overcome them. Every single one of the terrible things that's ever happened to us was a lesson. And people don't want to admit this, but the worst things that have ever happened to us happened for us. To make us stronger. But the television said, get weaker. The television said, take these medications. The television said, you're a victim. And we believed it because it was easy. So if you're unhappy with your job, do something about it. Fucking stand up. Let me tell you a little bit about this, because this is going to lead me into the next point. And I've been on the fence whether I want to bring this up on a podcast, because I'll probably lose half my listeners right away. And I'm going to frame it in a way that will let you lose all your listeners. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to preface this. I'm going to preface this right away. If you abandon Jeremy for what he's about to say, and I have no idea what he's about to say, but if you abandon Jeremy for what he's about to say because he has an opinion, that says more about you than it does about him. I appreciate it, that, and, and you're right. What I would say to this note is, and again, I have no idea what you're about to say, but if it's controversial, don't abandon Jeremy. Write in. Well, you're exactly Actually, right about that. maybe you should take some of his coaching because I believe oh. he is coaching right now. So yeah. instead of abandoning him, hire him. I appreciate that. No question about it. <laughs> My, do you do I, any shameless self-promotion on your? Like, are are people aware that you offer a coaching service? I, I don't do it very often. Because um, you're a really good coach. A, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, hey, this, um, you know, going through the things that I'm going through now, it's only going to make me stronger as a coach as well, and I'm really excited about that. This alcohol-free, I think this is going to be a an angle that I can take and continue to go with this for a long, long time. And are you are you kidding today. me, man? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you in on a little secret here. Uh, I know I sort of hijacked this, and, w- and don't forget your point because I want to get back oh, to it. I, oh, I but um, we are putting together the Mental Mastery Alliance, and I'm extending an invitation right now to uh, the positive side and Jeremy Todd. We're putting together a retreat, a sobriety and alcohol retreat. If you guys have ever had any thoughts about being sober curious, if you had any thoughts about this, anything like this, we're putting together a retreat down in Costa Rica. We don't know what the prices will be just yet. There will be multiple tiers. But the idea is to come down and you're going to be spending time with some high-powered coaches. You're going to be spending time with some celebrities and some sports characters. Everyone's going to have a clinic. Everyone's going to have a time. And it's all going to be done over the course of five days. And it's going to change your life. So that hasn't even been advertised anywhere, ladies and gentlemen, but it's on your radar now to all the listeners of the positive side podcast you guys heard it here first that is mad up and it's only going to affect one or two of you that's going to be like you know what i'm interested in this how do i find out more reach out to jeremy his emails and all that sort of stuff are there but uh we've got more information if you want it just hasn't been it hasn't been properly done yet because the last time somebody announced an event when it wasn't ready was Firefest, and that was jaw rule and now we all know where he would be without his baby <laughs> absolutely I appreciate that. I'm excited about that. Uh, and I and Costa Rica has got to be beautiful. I've never been there, but I'm excited. There's no question about that. And you know, oh, and we have a huge, we have the whole thing set up. So when you come down, you know, you're, you know, it's you're gonna, we're gonna put you to work. You're gonna earn your keep down there, and uh, and everyone's gonna have to listen to what you have to say. It's gonna be amazing. 
change lives. It's all about changing lives. That's going to change some lives for sure. Damn sure. My life, your life, everyone's life. I mean, it's going to be great. 100%. Every new piece of information changes our life, whether we want to admit it or not. Correct. So let's get back to losing all your listeners. All right, ladies and gentlemen, be prepared to be pissed off. What's going on, Jeremy? Well, I I thought about this probably three to four weeks ago, and I've thought about it off and on for a long time, but it's really hit home in the last three or four weeks. Um, The question I asked you, the person driving home, uh, you know, hating their job, nine to five, in that rut. And I want to tie this in towards, I'll tie into multiple things. You know, for example, the book, The Secret, the, uh, you know, it's, it's I can hope my way into stuff and, and, and pray for it. The religious aspect of this, and, and, I, and I know, and, and you'll probably frame it better than I will, what I fear and what I think is going on with not only religions, with, you know, with self-proclaimed self-gurus that say all you got to do is positive think, and I see it all the time with religions – is I'm just going to pray to God everything will happen. I think there's a huge part of society that is going to the job they cannot stand, but they pray every night and they go to church every Sunday and they pray that God is just going to magically change their lives. They're going to wave the magic wand and boom. I think that is the single biggest reason society is in the situation that it's at right now. It's, I want, I don't, I get, I don't, and this is the problem, I think, people don't believe they have the answers within themselves. So they look for the answers outside of themselves and they just take it in, take it in, and then argue their side of the story without taking action. I think the biggest problem with today's society is inaction. It's, if I pray about it and I go to church, that's good enough for me because because I prayed for it, that door is going to open up for me. It's the same thing with, with the, when The Secret came out, the great book, The Secret. All you have to do is positively think about it, and everything is going to – your life will change. And that's probably one of the ruts I've, I've fallen into. I mean I, I think a lot of people listen to this podcast, and you may be listening to the podcast right now thinking, damn it, I'm in that exact same situation by listening to podcasts. It's like, hey, I, you know, I'll just listen to Jeremy, or I'm going to listen to Adam, or you pick the, pick the person. In my life, it makes me feel better because I'm almost living my life through someone else without taking action. And, I, and I, I'm going to say it again. I think the biggest thing out there right now is the religious aspect of the people not taking action. It's if I get sick, I'm going to pray to God. If something's coming up, I'm going to pray to God. It's almost like this quote-unquote God, and again, I'm not trying to offend anybody out there because I know, hey, God... You haven't said anything offensive just yet. I'm, well, I'm I know pretty it's important I, to people. I, yeah, um, God is important to people, but how... Absolutely. If, if, you lost, if you lost any audience members over that, you didn't need them in the first place. <laughs> but that's... No, these are, these are so opinions. When you, bring the, when you bring that word religion up, and all of a sudden, everybody's like, oh, shit, here we go. Now, don't talk about my God. I'm going to go to church on Sunday. And I'm nah, like, man, hey. I disagree with that. I get it. I disagree with that. I think that's I, a big – I think that's the problem with, with society is the inaction. I guess that's the biggest yeah, thing. I agree with that. I think religion, religions in general are one of the biggest things out there that are stopping people from actually getting their goals and hitting their goals and going for their dreams. And I agree with that, too. on the sidelines and pray. Yeah, what people don't what people don't understand is that you know anything that we can do to prevent ourselves from stepping up, for the most part, we do. I a friend of mine uh, he posted a, an image, and I, I, I'm going to make a story out of because I loved it so much. It says they see you doing good now, and they start talking shit from 1992. Is that right? And I'm like, wow, that's that's impactful for sure. And you know, with regards to religion. You know, here's the thing about religions. You want to talk about your God, my God, and you were you were privy to to my. I want to say not soul searching, but certainly I, I I allowed. I went from atheist to believer to this to that to you know uh, to hunter of flavor of the week Christianity, anything but Catholicism, basically. Um, and if you want to know why I said anything but Catholicism, ladies and gentlemen, just take a quick look at the new Pope's throne. It is Lucifer bursting out of the depths of hell. 
and <laughs> nobody bats an eye. So Catholicism, Catholics, you know, we're supposed to be open-minded, but I got to tell you, if you're Catholic, you're wrong. <laughs> and that's not my opinion, although it is my opinion. That's the truth. <laughs> Adam, at the I said boldly. <laughs> the Mental Mastery Alliance, please send all your hate mail there. Um, uh, no, honestly, if you can't, if, if actually, if somebody did get offended by that, you know, like, he, like says more about you than me, man. Um, and that, that's the thing. Like, I'm not here to defend nothing. I have questions. I have absolute questions. And I hunted. I've hunted my whole life for answers. And I continue to hunt. But nobody ever asks these questions. Like, why do all the religions have different gods, but they all share the same devil? Why are they all parts of the same book? Why are, why are they all the same? Why are they just regurgitated this and regurgitated that? Why is it a story that we believe in? And why don't people clump science into that? Why is, why is science a standalone? Why is it either religion or science? When will people realize that science is a religion? Blindly believing in nothing? We all came from nothing. You know, God, God built this universe. Bullshit, God built this universe. We came from nothing. It's ridiculous. Like my house, for example. People don't know this about my house. But over time, my house evolved. It was some blowing wind and some dust. And my house evolved into a fully functioning, fully plumbed, fully electricalized house with a car in the garage. Uh, evolution did that. It evolved. My house evolved just from blowing particles and dust. And every last one of you right now is like, that's bullshit. Sir, I want to see this evolution. <laughs> It's the same thing for humanity. There is zero proof of evolution. Yet it's a story that we just blindly accept. Right? And then it's like, all right, well, if we didn't evolve and if, if, if it is a lie, then what's the real answer? Well, the real answer is you exist. The real truth is your consciousness is real and you can be aware of that. You are conscious. Absolutely everything other than that one fact is your consciousness being aware. So you are aware that you are consciousness. You are aware of your consciousness. And aside from that one fact, absolutely everything else is your consciousness's observation. So that kind of sums up religions and viruses and stories and everything. Because at the end of the day, no matter what we think people are thinking of us, of situations, of this, of that, at the end of the day, you and I have never done anything other than think for ourselves and project onto others the thoughts that we have in our heads and assume certain things and think for other people and make decisions based on what we think other people are thinking. It's all simply a perception. And I talk about this with regards to life. If you walk into a movie, you sit down, you enjoy the movie, you get up and you leave. And this movie could be about a boy who's born and goes through life and dies. And the whole movie, you watch this kid go through life and die. And then you get up and you leave. You know, you weren't him. He isn't your friend. There's, you've got this this difference that was a movie this is real life but there's somebody inside you watching quote-unquote real life so it's the macro the macro the macro the macro right are you able to see what you're supposed to see and what what you what you can see or are you only able to see what they've told you to see and then the question becomes who are they if you exist and you, and you are conscious, who are they? Well, then video game theory comes into play or, or video theory, whatever the hell they call it. Simulation theory, sorry. Yeah. Simulation theory comes into play. And simulation theory has validity, big-time validity. Well, it's almost more valid than anything else. Yes, so simulation theory, ladies and gentlemen, stipulates that we are inside 
a game. We are inside uh, virtual reality. We are living in something. And the proof of that and how you can tap into that is, is, is scientifically, we've been able to zoom into the atom. And inside the atom, there's quarks, quarks, and quasons, which are 100% energy. So the atom is the building block of all matter. But inside the atom is energy. And between the atom's energies are space. There is space between the atoms. So essentially, to make an atom, you have quarks, quarks, and quasons. Those are energy. We do not live in a solid mass-based world. We live in an energy world. We live on the holodeck based on the science that they've given us. And I say the holodeck to quote Star Trek. For anyone that's not understood that, it's a holographic sim. But science has told us flat out that we don't live in a matter-based universe, and that changes everything. So everything that you think you know and every argument that you want to make up for anything is based on information that you have. If you want more information, you have to keep looking. If you're stuck believing yourself and your own story, no matter how open-minded you think you are, if you're stuck believing your own story, then you're not doing yourself any services. If you can't change your mind, if you can't learn something new and adapt, you're not doing yourself any services. So after having said all that, if we pull this back to what do we do if we're upset with our job? First off, we have to understand that why do we give a shit in the first place? We're here to experience. We exist to experience. And the only way we're going to wake up and experience is through pain. Pain pushes harder than anything. Yet there is no difference between pain and joy because they are both merely experiences. Nothing is good or bad other than what we put our own story behind. The only thing that we give credence to, to make it good or bad. Pain, pain is, is nothing. Pain, pain, is, pain is a perception. So, the more we're pushed, and the more we, the more we talk about wanting to change, like you had said, you know, I can't do anything, there's nothing I can do about it, I'm going to pray to God. Right? You can only pray to God for so long. And the same mistakes will keep circling, circling and circling and circling. They'll show up different names, different faces. They'll be the same thing, the same problem, the same thing you need to solve in a different trench coat. So regardless of anything, your life is a series of experiences and riddles and problems that you need to solve. And when you solve them, they go away. So you can pray to God. You can do everything you want to do. But until you take action and learn for yourself, nothing changes. And then when you apply the learned knowledge and you ask more questions for yourself, more change takes place. More work gets done. Everything changes when you say enough is enough. And the only way you'll ever get to enough is enough is if you keep denouncing the breaks and the points that you're familiar with. When you say, you know, oh, I'm just going to let this one, I'm just going to ride this one out. Oh, I'm just going to I'm just not going to pay my rent this month. And then you lose your house. Maybe that's enough of a, of a fire under your ass. If it's not, maybe living on the streets is enough of a fire under your ass. If it's not, maybe living on the streets in winter is enough of a fire under your ass. If it's not, maybe living on the streets in winter with a heroin addict, <laughs> addiction, sorry, yeah, right. or an addict, whatever, who cares? You know, maybe that's enough. But only when enough is enough for you will you step up. Yet we are pre-programmed not to challenge everything. And people drink milk. So their hormones and their vibrations and all the other shit, not to mention the chemtrails, right? Not to get all the Looney Tunes on people, but all the stuff that's in this universe and in this environment screws with us on a fundamental level. Picture this, ladies and gentlemen, older than 30 and 40. Rabbit ears on top of your television. You could get a great signal that was just traveling across the sky. You pick it up, you twist the ears, shit comes a little bit more clear. That's what your life is. Do you think you're having these thoughts? 
or are you listening to them? We say raise your frequency, raise your vibration. Your frequency is what you frequently see. If your life is shit, it's because that's what you're looking at. It's not the other way around. And The Secret, you've mentioned The Secret a few times. I think that book is garbage. I understand its message. Its message is sound, but the book itself is, is pedantic. Um, but every single thing that you envision right now, we have what we think about the most. Problem is, people are thinking about despair. People are thinking about losing their families. People are thinking about what happens if I don't if I don't make rent this month. People are thinking about this, that, and the other thing. Everything you think about comes to fruition because you are currently creating your reality. Regardless if it's great or if it's piss poor, you're creating it. And you're taught to say things happen to me, not for me. Let me hit you with this. And you, you mentioned this briefly, but this is something that I truly deep down believe, that you're on this planet to overcome some sort of obstacle. And there's oh. multiple ones, multiple ones. But you are on in this world, in this planet, doing, you know, going through your life to accomplish and get over something that has been holding you back. It, when it gets back down to consciousness, we're, again, we're one of the few animals, or we are the only people, or only living being on this planet that, ha- that we know of that has a consciousness. And I also, from my understanding, we also are the only being that knows that our life will end. I don't think there's any other creature on this planet that knows that their life will end, and I think a lot of it has to do with consciousness. Define that. Well, that's my, that was my next question. And, and, and I'm tying this all in here because I'm curious. I don't think I've ever asked you this question. If we're energy, we're on this planet to, to complete our mission, we know we're going to die. But the, well, I guess, is the energy going to go? Will the energy be transferred to some, something else? What do you believe is going to happen when the lights go out? Have you ever heard the statement that energy cannot be created or destroyed, it can only be transferred? Yes. Are you aware that you are energy? Yes. Do you think there's any difference between you and not you? Um, That's a good question. Do you think that you are inside your body? Do you think that you are your body? You know, that's interesting. That's a very interesting question. I Who are you? Though. Who do you think you are? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm, he thought he was ambushing me with his big questions. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Well, allow myself to reverse ambush you. Allow myself to introduce myself. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> allow myself to introduce my. Just give it a bunch of bad movie quotes or bad movie quotes. Great. I can do it. I'll do it all day. I'll quote the Terminator. I'll quote, give me your boots, your boat, and your motorcycle. Um, So back to you. you. Um, Who are you, right? Without using a title and without using a story, as in, you know, what you've done, it's almost impossible for us to define who we are. To answer your question as asked, what happens when the lights go out, that implies that I didn't exist before I got here. This goes back to the movie, right? So you have your friends and your friends do their thing. And you go to this movie by yourself about this kid who's born, lives his life and dies. You walk into that movie, you watch it all take place. You walk out of that movie and go, "Hmm, that was a movie. You existed before the movie started and you exist when the movie's over. You are not the movie even though you've witnessed the movie. And back when we were kids, you, you, you'll remember this, you and I are the same age. Remember Choose Your Own Adventure? Sure. You got to read the book, you got to yeah. make the choices, but it, it wasn't your story, it was a book. And at the end of the day, you put that book down. So we came here, willingly, to this realm, and we're experiencing this realm for whatever it is, both good and bad, Uh, And our perceptions, because good and bad is perception. And then we leave. Right? But there isn't, there's nothing other than right now. 
there's nothing there's never been anything other than this moment there's never been anything where we can think of us if I was having a, 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 a call uh, with a client earlier today and he was talking about he was talking about watching himself on tape so VHS, ladies and gentlemen, for, for those of you that don't know, is, uh, is what came along before digital uh, and before DVD uh, and before Laserdisc even. Uh, we, had, we had VHS. So when you're watching yourself on VHS, he was telling me, he goes, I don't remember doing that. I was so in the zone that I don't remember these things. And I said, the funny thing about that is you, you know, it never took place. Right? right now, as we sit here right now, the story that you're telling me is about when you watched yourself and you don't remember doing that stuff, right? But what's happened is we live now in right now. And it's no longer the story about you watching yourself on VHS and not remembering. It is the story about what you thought while you were watching yourself on VHS. Because it's right now. So the story has changed. The story isn't what you think it is. The story never was. You know, you right now can think back to your youth and say, I did this, this, and this, and I remember this, this, and this. Do you? We don't quite know how that works. We're experiencing right now. And if you wanted to experience back then, maybe you could. Maybe that's where you go when you dream. There's multiple realities that we don't understand because we've not been given the information. And for anyone to say, I have the information, you're foolish. I don't want to talk to somebody who's got no creativity and no desire for creativity. That's not my cup of tea. My cup of tea is sitting over there on the warmer. So when you say, what happens when the lights go out, you're implying that I am my body. And I can tell you what's happening right now. I can tell you what I have planned for the future. But I can certainly tell you that every single day goes by and every single piece of information comes into my head and every single thing that I want to do changes with the new information that I acquire. I only know now what my future holds based on the information that I have. Two weeks from now, I can have some brand new information. Two weeks from now, I can have information that I won the lottery, which will change everything, everything that I have planned. But it won't change anything in the experience that I'm currently witnessing. So do your best to plan for the future and don't to say I know I'm going to die implies that you can die. You can't die. All you can do is experience. Right? They it's it said that we are the universe experiencing itself. There's a story about creators and how they they go down. And we're, we're, we're tasked with God, God being a big one. You know, there are things that we're not allowed to talk about. Here are the three things I was raised that this is, quote unquote, not to talk about in polite company. Our finances, religion, and politics. And those are the three most important things that anyone can talk about. I think we just talked about all three of them. Yeah, right. So, so this is this is the thing, right? Because these are the experiences. And and anytime you hear something like "Don't do this, don't do that," dive into it. Right? Don't limit yourself. Limiting yourself is is the worst thing you can possibly do, and we all do it without realizing it. You know, here's a funny thing. I, for a long time, was a very sarcastic individual, and I thought, you know, that was my humor. People loved my humor, or so I thought. You know, but as I wake up more and more and more, my sarcasm disappears because I realize it comes from not a place of like screw you, but certainly a place of self hate. My sarcasm goes away the more I love myself and the more I give myself reason to love myself. And the only way I can love myself, ladies and gentlemen, if you only tune into one minute of this podcast, let this be that minute. Your past was designed to teach you to become stronger. All the things that you fear about your past, about your actions, about who you are, if you have embraced those moments and those terrible things that you maybe you did or maybe that were done to you, 
if you embrace them and use them to change yourself moving into the future, you've won. They've served their purpose. They no longer have power over you. If you haven't, then you live in your own prison. Your past is a lesson. It is designed to make you grow. And everything from that point forward is an experience. So don't beat yourself up over your past. Embrace it. Thank, be thankful for it because it's making you a stronger person. It passes in your prison. That's right. You know, and, and I think that's um, when you actually realize that. Um, and, I, and, and I don't know if, I don't know if the average person, and I say average, I don't know if the average person wants to, um, to, to understand that, to understand that the past is, 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 a, is a prison and you can get out of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that has a lot to do with many people being where they are because they just, I don't know. I, I don't see the side of the story. You know, it, it, what was going through my head when you were talking about was what, what, what makes me personally um, unique to myself. I don't even know how to even say that, but I just have questions. You know, and, and I think the more questions we ask, the more curious we are, the more you grow and the more you learn about why you're here and, and you worry about the, what's the definition of life, why, what's life's purpose. You know, they, uh, they have the great saying, the, the two most important days in your life, the day you're born, the day you find out why. Um, I don't know if I found out why yet, um, but I keep asking questions. And the more questions I ask, the more interesting my life becomes the more i learn about how when you're talking about um loving yourself the more i love myself the more questions i ask about other people it's kind of anticlimactic because the day you find out why is the day you die (laughs) pretty much yeah yeah you know and and you know what if you go back to the you know the, the the light shut out my personal opinion um number one i would just like to say i i just don't know um i i don't believe and and i believe my, my true thoughts is that uh, there is something else, and, and I'm a big believer of the energy as well. The energy just does not simply go away. What that looks like afterwards, I have no idea. Um, I don't know, uh, but I, I, it, can't, it can't just go away. There's no possible way. It, 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 I, don't, I think it's scientifically impossible for the energy just to stop and go away. Let's talk about taking things for granted. Speaking of what you were saying, and it had nothing to do with taking things for granted, but I'm going to parlay that into this because that's kind of what I do. We take for granted the fact that we are conscious. We assume that, here's the story, we assume that we evolved from goo and that we're taught that there are more stars in the sky than there are, than there are grains of sand on the beach, that we are infinite nothingness. This is what we're taught. So, of course, we're going to beat up on ourselves. If you knew that you were the all-powerful creator, you might act a little bit differently, mightn't you? If you had all the, if you had all the information, right, it'd be boring. <laughs> That's why they say we are the universe experiencing itself. Because if you, you're here learning. So this is what we're doing. Everybody wants to be somewhere and they want to have an end result. Like you said, where do I go for the answers? You're doing it. The answer is to find out the answers. The purpose is the journey. We exist to experience. Right? So the fact that we, you know, we're, we're raised and we're taught to, to, to be so nonchalant, so glib about the fact that we exist, just think for a quick second, ladies and gentlemen, if you did not exist, you would not be able to perceive any of these things. We would not be able to have the conversations that we're having. These are powerful moments. <coughs> Excuse me. Just pulled directly from your own observation. The fact that you can observe is a miracle. The fact that you're conscious and aware and listening to this podcast is miraculous. We didn't evolve. We aren't here by accident. We didn't come from monkeys. If we evolved from monkeys, why are there still monkeys? It's a lie. But it's the truth. It's the truth to people that want it to be the truth. And to those that start asking questions, 
they start seeing answers. And those questions for me traveled through the conspiracy route. And the conspiracy route ran its course because at the end of the day, every single conspiracy, no matter how deep or weird or depraved it was, all led back to the fact that I was able to perceive all of them. So I created what needed to be created for me to wake myself up. I created my own awakening. I created my own awareness. I started becoming self-aware. Are you self-aware? The listener? Are you right now to to the listener? You, know? you, Jeremy, are not self-aware just yet. You are waking up to being self-aware. And you, uh, and I've said this from day one, you are an inspired individual. There is something about you, I don't know what it is, I can't put my finger on it, but you radiate something. There's something in you that is different. And it will show itself when it's ready to. Uh, and you've already started. I mean, you've taken on the lack of poison. This is a mindset thing that the no drinking, you know, this is a mindset thing. That's like, you know, every single person is like, Oh, I quit smoking. Oh, I quit. I quit this. I quit that. Oh, I quit eating bacon. Oh, I quit being, you know, lazy. Oh, I, you know, I quit that horrible relationship I was in. Oh, I quit drinking. What the fuck's wrong with you? You know? So yeah, the stigma, the stigma is there. Um, the stigma, the stigma is created. But once you break free from that, whew, Freedom! Alcohol, I don't know what it is. It it literally, this is so weird. It it scares the shit out of me. Like, I I see, like, I'm going out with some buddies tomorrow night, and um, it literally, I I am afraid of it. And uh, it's almost like, it's just like, you know, afraid of spiders or snakes. It's the same afraid to me. And I don't know how to experience that. I don't know how to explain that to somebody. It's literally like I am scared to death to touch it. When did you when did you develop that? Probably the last two two months two months, maybe? When was the last time uh, you had a drink? I had one in Ireland. I had a Guinness in Ireland at Guinness. I saw that picture. I mean I had to have one in Guinness. Um but you know it was interesting. Um I Did I, you finish it? Yeah, I finished it. It was good. It was good, but I was done with it. You know, after that, I was like, okay, I, you know, typically I'd have four and five and six of them there, so damn good. But and that was the first. Thing, that was only the first hour. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but you know, like the flight there and the flight home. That's the first time I've been on a flight. I think in my entire life that I've never that I didn't drink before or after, and and I didn't even it didn't even cross my mind. So even having that Guinness, it, it didn't cross my mind to have multiple ones. Like, it was mm-hmm. just like, okay, I'm done with this. But, you know, now that I'm back in the, in the, in the quote-unquote routine, uh, going to work and doing my thing and going to a restaurant or even the thought of having a beer scares me to death. Like, there's no there, – right now there's zero chance in the world I will have any alcohol – I don't know if ever because of this mind shift, this change, something clicked. I don't know. Maybe a neuro pathway went a different way, or I developed a new neuro pathway, and that could be too. It could be my consciousness telling me that that time is over. It could be well, I laid, thing that I had to take over and beat in life. You know, I laid some very heavy NLP on you back when you and I had our conversation, uh, sure. with the intent of with the intent of rewiring how you viewed it. I've done the same thing with people in cigarettes, believe it or not. And that, uh, but that, that's huge. That's awesome because it legitimately is like it's poison and it, there's, there's, you know, there's a reaction to it. You know, you'll, you'll, you should get over your fear. I've never heard of a fear, but weird. Like when I quit, I was just done. It's like, I was, you know, I had to work on it and then I had to work on the realities of it. Then I had to like understand that I had to explain certain things to certain people, but you know, everything changes and everything shifts and it's monumental. And people will say, well, I can have a few drinks. It's not a big deal. Anyone, anyone that drinks one one drink a you know one drink a week is manipulated into drinking it. You're manipulated by everything that you've ever seen your entire life on television, and you're manipulated into believing you like the taste of it. Look at anyone that shoots whiskey. Do you think they like the taste of that? It's gasoline, and you're like, mm, I'm tough. <laughs> 
I gotta keep, I gotta compare myself to everybody. Remember, I mean, I, everyone else is doing it, so it's cool. And that's the other mental shift too that I've, I've really noticed with myself is that it's just not cool to me. It used to be cool. It's just not cool anymore. It's so Homer weird. Simpson. I used to be hip, but then what hip changed? And I didn't change with it. That's one of the greatest quotes of all time. I, <laughs> and it'll happen to you. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't understand it. I think it's comical. I think it's perfect. I think it's great. I think it's magical. And, and it, I. I have never in my entire life felt like this. I, I can yeah. say back. You know, when you go to the memory, I can't remember what I was thinking when I was sixteen and seventeen, and, and you know, drinking beer and shit like that. But I, I can't remember that. I can't remember what my thought process was. I only well, it wasn't fully developed, and I. I was just wandering around, but, but boy, oh boy, now that I'm just more clear and, and I just, I have no desire. Zero. I like that visual. A 16-year-old you with no thoughts in your head just wandering around with a beer in his hand. Life's that's good. It it's Tuesday. That's what it was. We're good. That's what it was. That's, uh, no, that's fun, man. And the cool thing about, you know, the cool thing about the, the sobriety is, like, it's so, it's crazy. Like, I was, high, I was a high-functioning alcoholic, I can admit it, you know, and it didn't affect me. I consumed, you know, I consumed at least two or three beers a day, two beers a day at least. But I was also substantially inebriated three days out of the out of the seven. I was hung over for three days. You know, you just kept, you stayed in the cloud. Yeah. I was high functioning. I got a lot of stuff done. But since then, since giving it all up, it's unreal, absolute night and day about how you see things, how you perceive things. Here's the thing. You know, you said earlier on in this episode, and if we tied this back into what about the guy that hates his job, right? That guy needs to quit drinking. That's the answer. Don't take in the poison that they want you to consume. And it's not they being, you know, the, 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 right. the nefarious day. It's media. It's whoever's preventing you from thinking for yourself. And there is clearly a war on thinking for yourself. Look at this shit. If you've got an opinion, they're going to blast you. Look what they've done with the Twitter, the Twitterverse, Twitter sphere. Understand that everything you see on television isn't by accident. It's pointed that way. It's ridiculous. Speaking of advertising, I had a, I had the gym. I had my trainer today, so I went in. I grabbed I grabbed a couple of bananas on my uh, off my uh, table, kitchen table, and I, I, don't, I don't look at my bananas when I buy them. How much are they? Like eighty nine cents, whatever. Do you remember bananas used to have that Del Monte sticker or like the brand of the banana was like sure. there was a sticker on it? Now it's an ad. <laughs> now it said, watch the masked singer. There's oh, an nice. ad on my banana. <laughs> That's amazing. Hey, they're going to get you one way or another, bro. Uh, we can't get this guy. Get his bananas. <laughs> but I need them for potassium. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Adam, I take it. I told you a half hour to forty-five minutes. I'm on an, over an hour. Um, oh, I've, sometimes I've gone three hours, man. I don't care. Yeah, hey, no, I got no. I got tons to talk about. If you're kicking me off the show, I can go too. Whatever. Well, hey, man. I you know I just I don't want to keep you that long, and um, and I wanted to get those topics out. Um, important, you know. I think that was important for us to talk about those, especially with what's going on with society in general. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously we'll do it again. You should, we should almost come up with a podcast, just uh, you know, separate, just you and me bullshitting sometime. Come up with a funny name, and I don't know, we could figure something out. Well, you know, we used to have one, but it's almost impossible to get all three of us on there. Also, ladies and gentlemen, I am coming up on my almost 100th podcast, and I would like to have Jeremy Todd as the guest for that podcast, oh, yeah. and perhaps oh. Brandon Hanley at the same time. But getting <laughs> you guys great. into the same, you know, the same room, who knows? Well, you know, it's interesting too, the alcohol-free thing. That now that I'm not drinking. My nights are pretty much wide open. It's great. Oh, well, that happens. And you know what's cool about that too is you're going to start you're going to start compiling things to do, right? You already were a monumental speaker. You already were somebody with a vision, right? This vision is just going to become more and more clear. You're going to become better at being you, which is going to help all of your clients, which is just next level coolness. Um, you know, it, some of the stuff that we've come up with and some of the stuff that we've created and, and hashed out. Uh, since then, like I, I spent a lot of time now, I'm sleeping so much better, like, you oh, know, right. since I quit uh, and then, and then hitting the gym too, like getting the personal trainer, yeah. you know, that really helped, you know, I'm dead. There's, it's almost like there might be a, a lack of energy in this podcast. Uh, I've kicked my ass today. I've been up since five o'clock. Oh, <laughs> it, it's just been, it's been nonstop. It's been excellent. Um, 
And again, ladies and gentlemen, this wasn't supposed to be a, a sobriety episode, um, but a lot of it comes back to it. You know, when you start seeing things clearly, it gets frustrating because you start you start asking more questions. Yeah, um, yeah. But we we got answers between the two of us. If you've ever had a sober question, link link up the Mental Mastery Alliance on Instagram. I respond or somebody responds. Uh, almost a hundred percent of those messages get replied to, unless it's like a wink or a happy face or whatever. I'm telling you, we are dedicated to the Instagram. So we want to help. We absolutely want to help anyone that's you know sober curious, questions about sobriety. The easiest way to get a direct answer, Instagram.com forward slash the Mental Mastery Alliance. Uh, I, I want to help. <laughs> I can't put it any more clearly because that was probably the best thing that I ever did for myself. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what it boils down to, and that's why I love having you on the show. It's, it's, you know, the, it goes back to the old saying: the more people you help achieve their goals, the faster you're going to achieve yours. And, and that's yeah. re- that's real, man. That's that's a that's a real quote, I think, by Jim Rohn, and that's that's a real one. I've always kept that one close. I try and help as many people, just like you, man. Hey, I'm here. What, what what can we do to help? You know what I'm saying? Well, Adam, I, I appreciate you jumping in, my friend. And, and and real quick, just one more time: where can everybody find you? I guess go, go through the, all the all the stuff that people can find you. <laughs> the Mental Mastery Alliance. If you just punch that into Google, all kinds of stuff show up. But yeah, the mentalmasteryalliance.com. We've got all kinds of stuff going on over there. Um, uh, the Instagram is good. We've got the second. Uh, well, I'm not going to talk too much about the second podcast, the second grouping. We've pulled together uh, some seriously rock star talent when it comes to social media. We have the eyeballs now of around four four million people. Um, so when it comes to social media, when it comes to working, when it comes to getting things done, we're moving and shaking. We got the sports guys, the athletes, everybody's having a lot of fun. Everybody's having a lot of fun. And that, and, and it's, uh, you know, if you've had enough bullshit in your life and you really want to step up first things first, reach out to my man, Jeremy Todd. Um, if you want a second opinion, reach out to us. <laughs> Keep that line close, my friend. Keep that line close. I appreciate, I appreciate you, my friend. Like I said, I and everything I said, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. It's been a lot of fun. We're gonna to continue to do, continue to rock, and and you know, again, reach out to Adam if you got those questions. Reach out to me. You know, you can always find me everywhere. Um, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't subscribed yet. I think that's one of the other things too. Is make sure you subscribe. You'll get more of those, uh, more of the episodes coming to you more regularly. Leave those reviews that allows other people to find it. So. Yeah, I say at the end of every single show, you have greatness within, and there's no question about it. you got to realize that it's there. Like always, this is The Positive Side. The Positive Side. You've been listening to The Positive Side with Jeremy Todd. One step at a time, helping you get unstuck in life. Now that the show is over, find more at jeremytodd.com and make sure to sign up for the Monday Motivational Video. jeremytodd.com And please, don't forget, when you're listening on iTunes, leave us a five-star rating review. Till next time, stay on the positive side. Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac.